Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Rolling right through the week. It is Wednesday, and uh, now the uh, Aggies have checked out. Longhorns have checked out. And we go to Austin right now. Danny Davis joining us on uh, ESPN Central Texas. And, Danny, I, I was uh, really holding out hope. You were going to – I know you had a, a illness you were fighting. You were going to make it into Omaha and get to do your thing. And um, it, the Longhorns did just – they did not quite stick around – long enough for you but still you provided good coverage even from back in austin i have to say yeah i guess the longhorns just didn't care about me uh, spending some more of my company's <laughs> money so we'll, we'll, we'll get them we'll get them next year i guess you can get them and you can join those crowds over at rocco's with the jello shots i'm sure you were seeing some of that the competition i don't want to shock you Ole miss in arkansas lapped the crowd when it came to jello shots I like. Yeah, I don't know I if really... I should be impressed. I don't know if I should be impressed with those, those fans or disappointed in the Longhorn fans. I know they pre- Longhorn fans probably had more more people up there than anyone. But those, uh, I guess, it's just different in the SEC. They like their jello shots a little bit more. It is. Uh, it is a little different, and uh, that, that those those numbers they kept posting were were pretty funny. But uh, well, we had Kirk Bowles, your your compadre, on the other day, and had a good visit with him and. Uh, it was his 22nd trip to Omaha, and he was not bragging. He was just pointing that out, but we, he, was, uh, he had arrived safely in Omaha. I mean, this is really fascinating. Before we get to this interesting shakeup with the Texas baseball season, uh, Danny, now that it's over in 47-22 and 22 season, you were thanking everybody. I saw on Twitter all the people you work with and everything. But what um, – how, how do you think this season, uh, obviously, you, you never turn down a shot to go to the College World Series. It's a very exciting thing. But, like, is this a team that people are extremely disappointed that they bounced quickly? Or was this a team that they were a little bit, now looking back, surprised to even reach Omaha? Um, I guess it just kind of goes where you kind of established your – expectations if you're if you're with this team in february and you saw those number one rankings you're just you're disappointed um if you were rooting hard for the team when tanner wick got hurt um i guess it's been like the first second weekend of march then you're probably you know happy with a omaha trip if you were you know really with this team during when they were kind of at that oklahoma state series when it looked like this team may not be good enough to host a regional you're really happy with a um, trip to Omaha. Um, but, you know, if you kind of got back on that bandwagon during the postseason when this team started to pick up some steam, you're a little disappointed. So, I mean, at various points of the season, this team looked like a national champion or a team that wouldn't get a host to regional. So it was up and down. Um, probably just, there's very probably varying le- levels of disappointment. But the same team, eight teams get to make it to um, Omaha it's really hard to win a national championship. You have to get hot at the right time. There's no one. I don't care who you are, unless you're Skip Johnson's family who thought Oklahoma was going to be um, playing for a national championship in a couple of days, and here they are. They are. I mean, Ole Miss has a chance to get to that championship series too, and they were the last came in. So, I mean, baseball is just a funny game, and sometimes you get hot at the right time. Sometimes you get hot too early, and you know, I think Texas maybe got a little bit hot 
a little a little too early in the season and things uh started going downhill and then picked back up and went back down. So it's a very long winded answer saying I'm sure there's some disappointed fans, but at the same time, baseball's a funny game and you know, you can never be disappointed with going to Omaha. There's only eight teams that gotta go and Texas is one of them. Yeah, and the Aggies obviously were pleased to beat the Longhorns. It it uh it's it's interesting that those A and M kids they don't even remember the rivalry, really. I was making that point the other day, Danny, that some of those players were like eight, nine years old when when Texas and Texas A&M were playing each other, but they still knew they they knew how to do that uh, horns down, didn't they? <laughs> that, that was uh, I, I somebody's teaching that them that stuff. Horns down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is uh, it is something that uh, they teach around the country. Uh, talk to Danny Davis, Austin American Statesman, covers UT athletics and and, in particular baseball this shakeup um this was a a story that uh, you've been following and and reporting on uh texas and of course i guess they put it nicely they parted ways but it kind of you know it looks like a firing of the pitching coach sean allen um i i did i mean you would think going to college world series Everybody's feeling really good about things. I would think there'd be a lot of great feelings around the uh, staff and 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 uh, and what all's happening there. I had Cristo Conte on recently, and he was talking about some of the great things going on with the program. What what have you been able to determine, Danny? I mean, this is a, a, someone that had been with with Coach Pierce for a for a good long while now. What do you think led to this decision? Because this caught a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, I do think it caught a lot of people by surprise, and we're kind of waiting for you know David Pierce and um, Sean if he decides to talk to you know, give a little bit more insight. But you know, this could just be one of those things where you just may need another voice in the room. I don't think this is indicative of Sean Allen or his coaching ability. I mean, he was the D1 baseball coach, assistant coach of the year last year. He didn't just lose his ability to do his job in the span of a year. His pitching staff did um, underwhelm this year, but. You know, you have injuries and just natural regression um, that can be blamed on that. And it may just be time to get someone new in there. I mean, that's the problem with having, you know, continuity is a great thing until sometimes you need a new voice in there. And him, Sean Allen and Philip Miller have been with David Pierce for, what is it, 11 years now. And so maybe they just need to shake something out. Maybe they need to get more of a traditional pitching coach in there. I mean, because Sean is, you know, coach hitting and pitching and, Maybe they just want to go in there and just get a true pitching coach. And, um, you know, I, this may have been the easiest uh, way to sh- shake things up a little bit and um, kind of, I guess, I guess mix it up and get get a different voice voice in there. But, um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I know this was not a decision that um, was taken lightly or easily. I mean, it can't be when you've been working with someone for that long. I mean, you're pretty much a married couple at that point. And, you know, Sean also is a recruiting coordinator at the school, so you know he has a lot of importance and when it comes to what Texas does recruiting wise. So I, I can't imagine that this is a decision that David came to overnight. Even though you know it, was, uh, it broke the day after they were eliminated, I'm sure this was something that was in the works. And you know maybe you know Sean was ready to move on, and this could be something that we look down the road a couple years from now and it's better for both sides. Sean gets to go do something else maybe get a head coaching job, maybe go work somewhere else and get another name on his resume. And, you know, Texas gets to get a traditional pitching coach um, on its staff and try to, you know, rebuild its pitching staff next year. 
do you have any sense? Uh, are you hearing where Sean Allen might land? Um, you know, and Baylor obviously has some openings on their staff. Mitch Thompson, we may find out soon that those role, roles are filled. But Sean Allen's name was coming up in that coaching search. I mean, that's what's so interesting about this. The the La Tech coach, the uh, Texas State coach, there were others mentioned. Of course, Hefner's name always comes up. But uh, Sean Allen uh, is uh, is someone who is definitely mentioned. Any any thoughts on on where he might uh, might land? I don't really have any thoughts. I haven't put to be honest. I haven't put too much effort into it. I'm trying to enjoy my off season a little bit, and wasn't really expecting to be covering a coaching search. But you know how that stuff goes. But you know, Sean is going to be able to have his choice of jobs um, just based on his resume. I don't think the first, uh, you know, not to say Baylor is, uh, you know, low-level school, but, you know, a mid-major isn't going to, you know, call and get Sean Allen on the cheap. I think he's going to be able to kind of pick and choose where he wants to go, whether that's a Baylor, whether that's, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, whether that's in the SEC, whether that's a, a head coaching job somewhere, um, you know, if if he chooses to go go that route. I, I think Sean's resume is established enough that he can kind of, you know, wait it out, find it, find something he wants to do. And, you know, I'm sure he got paid very nice over the last couple of years being since it is Texas. So maybe something doesn't exactly pop up for him. He can uh, you know, take a year off and wait, wait it out. All right. And then uh, the, the other thing is uh, Tulowitzki's name has come up in that USC search. Um, did Tulo is, as there a lot of people call him, what, how big of an impact has he had on this Texas program? I guess his official role is like a volunteer assistant, but it really seems like people have fallen in love with him in Austin. What what sort of impact, when you talk to players, and I know you've written about Tulowitzki and the, and the impact that he's had, at what level is that? Like how, uh, how, how significant of an impact has he had? And, and is there any, uh, what, what do you think he uh, ends up doing here? I mean, you know, Tulo is the hitting coach at Texas, and he also is very instrumental in the, um, you know, instructing the infielders defensively. And you know, if you look at Texas, you know, they had the number one fielding percentage. Um, you know, they had a couple bad plays in Omaha, but for the most part, you know, the left side of that infield with Skyler Messenger and um, Trey Faltini was really, really rock solid throughout the year. And then you just look at their offensive numbers, and you know part of that is this talent, um, the natural talent that these guys have, and but part of that's you know being co- coached by a five-time All-Star who you know hit hit pretty well. I'm a Rockies fan, so you know I you know have been you know, rooting for Tulo for a long time and knew what he did in Colorado. So um, you know I, I think you know you can draw a direct line from their success offensively and their success defensively to the job that he does. And those players will tell you the exact same thing. They've um, been kind of in awe of him since he, since he got to town three years ago. And I think, um, you know, the, they've really reaped the benefits of having him, um, him on their staff. You didn't turn into fanboy, Did you haven't grown up a Rockies fan and suddenly you're in the presence of too low and you're covering the big, bad beat for the Austin American Statesman. Did you, <laughs> did you, well, were I, you, I, uh, I joked that he had a, he had a restraining order before he even got to Austin on me, but every once in a while I'll have a Rockies hat on, uh, just around the ballpark and he'll make a comment about it. Yeah, that is, uh, that is good. Well, and, and tell us for our Longhorn fans, uh, in terms of, what the uh, Longhorns can expect back next year. I mean, Melendez just had this 
tremendous. The Hispanic Titanic, one of the great nicknames out there. Uh, Feltini, you mentioned. I mean, there's some just tremendous talent up and down this uh, this lineup. What in, in of course the draft coming up? You got to kind of consider that. Uh, how much of this team, pitching included, uh, can you can you sort of count on uh, uh, returning next year? And and then how much will you have to have some young players? And will they have to play the uh, the transfer game at all? I mean that's that's the thing. I mean that the I don't know if it's a beautiful thing about baseball, but I mean the you you never know going into an off season. I mean there you know there are the guys who have you know exhausted their eligibility. The Skylar Messenger. Tristan Stevens. Um, I mean, those guys can't come back, but to need guys. I mean, I don't think anyone expects Ivan Melendez to be back. I don't think anyone expects Trey to, you know, Faltine to be back. Silas is a third year um, catcher who made a lot of strides. I'm sure he'll get drafted and, you know, there'll be a good chance that he doesn't come back. You have a couple of outfielders, whether it's Eric Kennedy um, or Douglas Hoda. Those guys have eligibility back, but they're also draft eligible and, you know, they have their degrees. So they just may be ready to move on with their lives. Um, Murphy Staley, um, he's exhausted his his eligibility. Pete Hansen, um, you know, third year guy. I don't think anyone expects him to be back because he should be a high enough draft pick. So, I mean, there are a lot of guys who have eligibility back, but we're just going to wait and see what happens um, with the draft to see not only where they get drafted, but kind of you know the money they're offered and whether or not they decide to come back to come back to Texas for another year. So, I mean, you could be looking at you know one one or two returning starters or maybe a couple more. Um, the draft stuff doesn't um, pan out. And then I think, you know, aside from Lucas Gordon, um, I think that's, the, you know, that weekend rotation is going to be up up for grabs, um, whether that's a guy stepping up or, you know, um, the transfer portal, which could work for Texas or it could work against. I mean, there every team in this country has had a guy, you know, transfer out that no one expected to transfer out. So you never, you know, that's another thing about the transfer portal. You don't know if like, um, someone on your team, may want to go try something different and, um, you know, jump on in that portal and not come back. So, I mean, the team that we saw walk off the field, um, you know, on, on Sunday is definitely not the team we're going to see whenever the season opens, I guess, in next February. So it'll be, it'll keep me busy and it's going to be uh, definitely, definitely interesting to see how that, uh, how that plays out, um, whether it's, you know, bringing in some freshmen, whether it's, you know, hitting the transfer portal hard or just exactly how, how that works out. All right, Danny, uh, make sure Brian Davis is not celebrating whatever that director's cup that Texas won that celebrates all the different uh, championships and all the different sports. Just make sure he's still uh, keeping his journalistic integrity together. I do not want him showing up at any, any parades, like holding that cup or anything, okay? So just keep your eye on that situation. I think I think BD's actually got some T-shirts printed, and him and uh, CDC <laughs> are going to go uh, – on the road selling them. I, I sat next to those two at the Big 12 when TCU came back and beat Texas at the Big 12 uh, basketball tournament, and that was something to behold, watching watching CDC sit courtside. You know, most, some of those ADs will kind of be back in the stands or sit back with the fans or something, and not Crystal Conti, courtside, and giving it the fist pump, there was a lot of cheering in the press box. But uh, it was it was very interesting to to watch that whole scene. Danny, glad you're uh, feeling better, sounding good, and uh, and and enjoy your off season. Uh, and I hope you have some downtime coming up. Appreciate you doing this. I appreciate y'all having me. You bet, Danny Davis. There he goes, Austin, American statesman.